are live again. Coming to you from Chicago, the Townstone Financial Show, NMLS number 136639. What an exciting week in the world of mortgages. I saw a headline. New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy Happy New Year's to our Jewish friends. Um, But uh, highest mortgage rates in 20 years. I saw that headline the other day. 20? That long? Yeah. In 20 years. I mean, I'm quoting some of these 30-year fixed scenarios. How old were you 20 years ago? 12? 13, yeah. 13. 13. Bar Mitzvah. But, but yeah, quoting some 7% 30-year fixed rate mortgages, which seems really scary to a lot of people. But what's even scarier is just the rate of these increases because we're we're locking in for these clients. You know, they've been sitting on the sideline thinking the Fed is going to take, you know, their foot off the gas or off the brake, whatever the Fed's doing. And it doesn't seem like it's happening. We're seeing, a, you know, we, we hit 5%, we hit 6%, and now we've hit 7%. How high can it go? I don't know. Can we replay my uh, statement from a couple weeks? From was two weeks. I I can't bring it up, but any of you out there, look. I think two or three weeks ago, it's two 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 weeks ago. Barry called eight percent rates. I called him crazy at the time, or something to that extent. I mean, I didn't believe it, but uh, that looks to be where things are going. Shockingly. because I, I would have never imagined even two weeks ago, you know, I'd be quoting that 7% 30-year fixed. And, you know, you're not even getting much relief on the 15-year. You're getting maybe a half a point, 0. 0.75 lower. I'm getting is when I'm eating this big salad here. A, a so. delicious salad. Yeah, Cindy, if, you, if you're if you watching, that, that looks like the type of food uh, you would enjoy. You um, can't eat this stuff. It's not good for your stomach. I, I don't. I mean, I just that. don't eat that stuff. Because it's uh, ra- um, rabbit food to me, so but yeah, I mean, have you ever seen anything like this, Barry? Is or is this? I have a never first seen the stock too? market go down this much this quickly. Over, I don't want to say nothing, but I've never seen that get hit so hard. I've never seen rates move this quickly, up or down. No, um, kind of unprecedented times. What, then, but what's then, weird is there's been no underlying news that's changed. It's just basically people, I think, well, there's thought the change. Fed was bluffing almost. Well, they just didn't think that they were going to go as fast as they're going. They thought if it was going to go up, it was going to be very, very gradual. And the Fed, and they may be right. I don't know. I mean, all the talking heads on TV you know, seem to think that they're and wrong. And I may be crazy. Of, go- of going, going so fast. But I'm just the kind of lunatic you're Listen, when for. you go up this fast, this hard, there's going to be consequences. What are the consequences going to be? Well, look I at mean, the... they want your house price going down. I'm talking about the Federal Reserve. Sure. They will be happy. They want you to lose your job. Next, if the next house goes down. I don't want to say that they want you to lose your job. That's... um. Yeah, not you, but but, 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 but the uh, other person. No, I'm but I, they they do want housing prices going down. So if you own a house, they want it to go down. They want all asset prices going down. They want the stock market going they want down. The stock market going down. So they want you to feel poor. Um, I don't. They they don't want job creation to continue the way it is. I think they would be okay if jobs stayed exactly where they're at today, and there were zero new jobs being created, and everybody was happy. 
and they weren't going to go on strike and try to get more money, or they weren't going to negotiate higher wages because that would, you know, then put put a put a ceiling on the job market. But in reality, what you said is true. They want people to start feeling uncomfortable, not buy as much stuff, not spend as much money. Because we've talked and they, about, they, and then and then and then if it's not and if and if people aren't chasing the definition, obviously. Of, of inflation is too much money chasing too few goods. They want less money, which they're already put the clamp on the money supply. They did that six or seven months ago, so the money supply is going down, and they want us to have more goods out there. They want you to be able to go to the store and everything be on sale. That's what they would like to see again, everything I mean, on sale. I like again. things on they, sale. They, they, want, they want the manufacturers and the people selling stuff to have too many things right now so that prices stop going up. Right. And as we've talked, the Econ 101 is you fix inflation, you know, either on the demand or the supply side or a combination of both. And really, the Fed is doing it on on the demand side. They can't really impact the supply. They can make you feel poor, so you don't want to go on that vacation. So you don't want to, you know, do that home improvement project. So you don't buy that new desk or that new computer. Um you know, but they can't all of a sudden manufacture, you know, turn up the factory that doesn't exist. That takes time to fix a supply issue, um, you know, when there's when there's lower supply. Um, but but that's the other side of the equation. If they could just turn the knob and increase the supply of goods, that's the other way you bring prices down. But that takes time. And what can work faster is is a shock to demand here. And they've definitely shocked demand in mortgage-backed securities by not buying any. Um, and, you know, and there really is no telling now. You know, the, the top's been blown off. There's been these protective, you know, entrenched positions that traders have taken when it comes to the treasuries. And we've blown past them all. And, and we are in uncharted territory with how high it could go. Because you were telling me the other week, last week, you think— you know, the 10 year is going to go retest three and a half. But when? Because it could either be tomorrow, but it could be six months from now. It could be a year from now. Where in the meantime, we're in an upward momentum spiral, basically, where, you know, I'll say it today now. You know, I thought 8% was a shock. We may see 11 or 12% mortgage rates in the future. Who knows? Because the, we are in unchartered territory here. And the Fed is trying, is purposefully trying to slow things down, to slow the price of inflation. When you've had two, I mean, but they're not trying. They already have. You and I talked about it the other day. I was looking at buying a shed. It's like $1,000. I already bought one four or five months ago. I really need another one. But I could do without it right now. I didn't go buy it. Stock market portfolio is down 20, 25%, whatever it happens to be down, so I feel less wealthy. Obviously, our volume of refinances and purchases are down, so at work, making less money, right? Going to the grocery store, I don't see any change at all when I go to the grocery store. Well, things, that one's not. Things are still that really one's, high, but that one's not. But it's also the, you're but not going to notice me a lot of money. Sure, but you're not going to notice an empty grocery store. People can't cut back on food. They can maybe like downgrade. Yeah, but prices could start going the, down. Sure, 
But the only thing I ever saw, the only thing I saw on sale was some cereal was on sale. Finally, there was like big cereal boxes. If you bought two of them, they were three dollars a piece instead of six for one. There you go. I mean, um, take your wins where you can get them. Right. No, but I'm just saying. So I haven't seen any decrease in there. Yes, I will agree in emptying the strategic oil reserve helped <coughs> having the gas price down. Should I be um, wearing a mask here? I think these are gas, salad coughs. Gas price down um, is helpful. But the effect, let's get back to housing, because we could talk about all these other things. Right. I mean, I said this a few months ago to some people who were buying, who, you know, I, I saw things getting getting a little, you know, starting to get slow. Listen, it's going to be nearly impossible for housing prices to sustain the current levels as is due to higher interest rates, number one, right? Right. Um, and and due to inflation, people and and due to inflation due to due to the due to the Fed raising up interest rates, if I could spit this out, <laughs> the wealth effect, right, of the stock market going down twenty to twenty five percent, four oh one Ks, IRAs, your regular non retirement funds all down. You take a look at that here at in another week at the end of September, you're gonna throw up. So once you see that you had, I don't know, you're 50 years old, you had a million dollars, right? And now you got $750,000, you're going to tighten up your belts a little bit. And so, and, and the effect usually hits housing first. People don't see it because the prices generally, I mean, I keep hearing on TV, it takes, it's a three-month lag before the prices of housing is going to go down. I don't think housing is going down the way it went down in 2008 no, or 9. Because I don't think it's going anywhere near that. But housing appreciation, I think, is going oh. to be minimal at, at best. If you doubled your house, so I don't, the price of your house, uh, yeah, the, you know, because the average is uh, 5% increases every year. And then during the last two years, you know, you, went, you doubled the value of your house in certain areas. And that's, that's just not sustainable. That's not going to keep happening. And, um, so the rate of increase is going to go up. But I read some, you know, real estate subreddits that talk about, you know, they think some, you know, 2008 to 2011 style collapse is going to happen. And the problem, they're wrong. It just isn't because there aren't all these empty subdivisions that are already built. There isn't all this new housing that's coming online. The big home builders, they saw this coming a year away. They stopped just building, you know, without contracts. Like before, they were building houses without a buyer lined up yet. The only houses being built now have a buyer lined up. Um, and the people that are in houses already, they have a, a, a 2 to 4% mortgage rate. And unless they have a catastrophe and a job loss, they're not selling. They're not going to sell their 3% mortgage to go buy at a 6% mortgage. So the inventory of houses, as we were saying, inflation is a supply and demand problem. The supply of houses is not a problem that's going to be fixed overnight in the near future. So even though interest rates have gone through the roof, even though people are feeling you know, poorer and, and going to have to tighten their belts, they're still going to make their mortgage payments. The, the, the last decade of lending has not been that style of no docs, you know, get the loan, no, 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 no income, no assets, you know, get, get a, get a million dollar property. No, 
that was that was fixed. I guess not fully, but the 99 percent of the loans I've done the last 10 years have been qualified on an income, an ability to repay basis. And those people, if they were think like me myself, you know, two years ago, I may have thought, hey, maybe one of these days I'm going to sell my condo and go buy, you know, out in out in the suburbs, a, a nice little house. Not going to happen when I'm in my 2.75 percent 30 year fixed rate. I'm not going to go into a 7% 30-year fix. Well, but the truth Period. is, the truth is, and some idiots once wrote that because we called ourselves experts, we're going to be right all the time, which is untrue. No, everything we say is just our personal opinion. First of all, we're just get. I mean, the guess is, and it's not only us, the guess is that housing prices aren't going to go down a lot like they did in 08 or 09. But as you just said... Here's the key thing that we don't know the answer to. Right now, there's two jobs for every one person looking for a job is what the rate is, what they what they continue to say. I don't know if that's true or false. Again, the experts say that, who's ever listening there in Washington, D.C. So us being experts, it's kind of a joke. Everybody calls themselves an expert. We're just two guys guessing based on our past history of doing this business. Experts. Drives me <laughs> nuts whenever I read that filing. But anyway, to make my comments um, make sense, my thought is if the Federal Reserve puts us into this recession and you start having job losses, then all bets are off what you're saying, that pricing can't go down. Because if we go into this real bad recession and people start to lose their jobs, okay, housing prices could crater, could tank. So you think? But I just oh no, I, I'm just saying. I'm, there's, there's I'm sure that possibility is out there. Feeling, I think I think it's a very very small possibility. And if that did end up happening again, I feel like the banks have learned their lesson. It it, it is not good for the economy, the country, the banks to have a foreclosure crisis. They're going to, you know, just like we did during COVID, they may have these modification programs to avoid foreclosure because having, you know, 10 houses on a block that just got emptied out and got boarded up, like it is better to have an occupant in a house than to not, it, you know, to keep main maintenance and, um, so, so I just don't think with these qualified mortgages, we're going to have that uh, a similar foreclosure crisis when there's no better alternative. You know, even with the job loss, people are going to find a way to either stay on time with their mortgage or make a deal with their servicer to, to pay it back later. The inventory is not, in my opinion, whether, you, you know, I, I'm, I don't consider myself an expert. Others will, would say so. But in my opinion, um, we're not going to have that sort of inventory crisis where you're, you're going to be able to buy up the houses for these bargain basement prices. You still have the landlords out there like the professional, you know, Blackstone, you know, whatever group they are <coughs> that are that, that are buying up these residences in cash to rent back to you. And like that, that's what I want. I want I still want limits on, you know, private entity, single family home ownership where 
that they, they can't have a, a certain concentration because that's a way you bleed the middle class is you allow the the institutional investors to buy up all the housing all right, but here's, my, here's a real question. Should we not buy a house today because of all the stuff going on? Because Absol- that's what you're trying to talk about. No, but absolutely Should I not buy not. a house today? So we, we start with all that doom and gloom, but by not buying... Even though rates are higher than it, than it were than they were, it's like you know, oh, I should you shouldn't buy Apple stock at sixty dollars because one it used to be twenty dollars. Well, it shot up. You know, it, it, the you're by not buying, you're still making your landlord rich. You know, anything out there in the market that's telling you, you know, oh, it's a scary time to buy because rates are high. Oh, you should sit on the sidelines for now because home. Prices are going to fall. Do you know who's benefiting in the meantime is your landlord because you keep paying that monthly rent. They pay off their mortgage. The, the, the landlord is benefiting. So it is, you know, unless you, you're in one of those positions where you move every two to three years, you know, you, you are better off owning a home, financially speaking, even with the higher rates, than you are being a renter, period. And that's not even to mention the added benefits of, you know, you get to pick the color of your walls when, when, when you own your house. You get to put a fence up. You get to, it's your place that you have, you, you've made your own destiny. You still have a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage that never changes on you from year one till you pay it off 30 years later. Um, whereas rent, as long as inflation is going up, rent is going along with it. And I don't see, you know, I've said this for years now. It's like you have three choices in housing. You can rent, you can buy, or you can be homeless. And that last one is not a choice most people are going to make when they have the option for the other two. Um, We've got great programs. We've got, you know, first-time homebuyer, income-restricted, 3% down conventional, that there can be grant money if you're buying in certain census tracts. For all of you out there, we have three and a half percent down FHA financing, which is a great way to get the foot in the door. And for everyone else, for a primary residence, five percent down conventional. That is one of the best programs out there. You're not going to find it in any other country in the world that you can get a 30 year fix with five percent down a conventional loan. And until, the, you know, of course, watch, we, we shut down this podcast and they change that to, you know, 15 or 20 percent down. Um, but that is that is the way to build your own destiny and, and to build your own wealth. And don't let these headlines or us scare you out of it. Um, and at the same time, Should I refinance my 24 percent uh, credit card debt into uh, yeah and, and into a seven percent mortgage, or should I just keep waiting because I think I think seven percent or six is too high and well, it's going to go back down to three. That was the other thing is you know yeah those headline rates can be scary, but unlike the you know the the years of COVID when when money was cheaper when people were paying down their credit card balances, we are here on the front lines and we're seeing the opposite right now. People are living off their credit cards. And if you're listening to this and you are living off your credit card, and and by that I mean you are not paying that balance off in full and you're maybe only making the monthly minimum or you know a couple hundred dollars over it when the bill is in the thousands, look at how much interest is accruing on that. 
and how long it's going to take to pay that thing off. Um, so even though you may have a lower rate mortgage right now, if you're going to be able to consolidate 25, 50, 75, I'm seeing a hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt, you've got equity in your house. Let us lower your monthly payment and you can knock out a new mortgage way faster. You know, throw five. If we save you $800 a month with all the debt we're knocking out, you can throw 500 of that at your mortgage and pay that off way faster than you could than you would have otherwise. And there's no there's still no prepayment penalties or early payoff fees. So what does that mean? Yes, you can throw the extra money at it. But if you're one of those people that's sitting on the sidelines thinking, oh, I'm not going to take a 7% 30-year fixed mortgage because two years from now they're going to be back at 5 or 4%. You know what? We can save you money today with that 7% mortgage, and then two years from now, three years, whenever they, when, a day after, whenever the rates drop again, you can refinance immediately. There is no waiting period you know, yes, if you do a cash-out refinance, you're still subject to cash-out pricing for six months at least after closing. But there is no waiting period to when you can take advantage of lower rates should they drop. But the problem is the trend is not going that way. The trend is going upwards. We 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 swoosh past 5%, way, swoosh past 6%. We're now seeing 7%, and, and, and I don't know when, if, it will stop and all of you out there that are charging up your credit cards you know 18% might be an outdated rate for credit cards yeah, that was like back during the, the good time it's probably a 25% I know, but now the psychology of this of not refinancing and saying that I'm not doing it, I'm not doing cuz rates are going to go back down it's time you know to call a spade a spade and it's it's not going back down anytime soon I mean, so, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it does go back down tomorrow. But, 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 Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve says it's not. So, and what's it's that not saying? going down? Don't, don't fight, fight the, the Fed. Fed. It's not going down. You know, we've sat here now for a number of months and haven't said this, but it's time to realize that if you refinance your three and a half percent, your one hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage at three and a half percent. And now you got sixty thousand dollars worth of credit cards at twenty-two percent. Your average rate between the two is probably twelve or thirteen. Okay, and I'm just pulling that out of my rear end right now. But you know, if you got three and a half percent at one hundred fifty, and sixty-five or seventy at whatever I'm at twenty-two percent, it's it, it's over ten percent. And if you're sitting there waiting, 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 and you're waiting because you thought that rates are going to go back to where they were, it's not happening. Go refinance, take the cash out, take a higher rate, get out of the 22% that you're making minimum payments on. And, and we're not saying that in a year or two, rates might not go back down or three years, but there's no prepayment penalties. Somebody asked me this the other day. There's no prepayment penalties on any of the loans that we do. So if you refinanced and the next day, for some reason, rates went from 6.5% to 2%, you could start the process over the very next day. So what I'm trying to say is don't be short-sighted. Get rid of the credit card debt. Refinance. Do the cash out. Rebuild that emergency and, fund. And then, and then you're going to have lower monthly payments when you get rid of those high credit card payments. 
start saving your money. Obviously, try not to build up your, your debt again. Um, and then, number one, if rates go down, we're going to call you and try to refinance you. But if for some reason we're not around or we didn't call you, you could always go do it, uh, obviously, in a couple years. Get out of the 6.5% rate or whatever it happens to be when you're refinancing here. And, you know, you can get the lower rate when it comes. But right now, having that credit card debt continue to build at 22% because you think, and it's not just the one person who's listening right now, which is probably only one because you'll you'll have this on, on Facebook so that they can watch it whenever they want. YouTube, too, is YouTube all of our too. videos. Because you think that it's going back down and you refuse to refinance, all the people who have refused to refinance from three and a half percent to four to four and a half to five to five and a half to six to six and a half to six to six and a half. You're all wrong. It's time to figure out that you're wrong. It's going up. Get rid of it. Get you get a lower payment and then figure out, you know, what we're going to do in the future based on. You know what it's, happens. In it's like a, it's like game theory because it's like you can't lose by by doing it. Because basically, if you don't refinance and rates go up to 15%, you know, you screwed yourself. If you do refinance and then rates drop, go the other way, you can refinance again. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just basic game theory. And I understand the psychological piece of, you know, you don't, you don't like that, that number for the mortgage rate. But you have to look at the whole picture. Renters look at the whole picture. How much is going out the door in rent each and every month? You rent for three years. How much, you know, is that costing you $60,000 a year or, I mean, you know, over three years? And, and that's money you're never going to get back. Maybe your security deposit now. But a lot, of, a lot of landlords are getting around that by just calling it a non-refundable move-in fee, you know, because uh, the regulation around security deposits is too confusing for them to follow. So they're just taking that non-refundable move-in fee. But renters stop sitting on the sidelines, and then anybody that is building up their credit card debt is has more money going out the door spending more money each month than is coming in. It's time to click on that link. It's a free consultation. And, you know, we're going to figure out what the best product is for you. I didn't mention it because we've talked about it in previous weeks. We have the home equity line. We have a home equity loan. It doesn't even make you touch the first mortgage. But for a lot of you, that is... Uh, you you can take a loan that you well, know. Let, let's give a real story here, okay? So, and, and obviously, I'm not going to give any names, but or earlier, before this podcast started, I got I got a uh, email here. Heard your advertisements on 670 score, and with a string of of incidents, HVAC replacement, garage door replacement, flood in the basement, and so on. My wife and I are looking at the possibility of pulling out some of the equity in our home to cover our costs. Now. We have two products. We have a home equity line of credit, and obviously we have a regular refinance that we could do. Now, just based off of that, I don't know what he wants to, what he should do. So my next question was, we can definitely help. How much cash were you looking for? Well, he's looking for thirty to fifty thousand dollars. So that gives us an idea of how much he's looking for. And then I asked, obviously, in the next question, how much money do you owe on your first mortgage? He owes almost two hundred thousand dollars. And on what's his first the rate mortgage. of that first mortgage? The rate's three point nine nine. So because you really look thirty to fifty thousand dollars versus the two hundred thousand dollars, 
you're probably going to want to look at a home equity loan. Home equity line home equity or line a home credit. equity loan. We have but, one of the, but he's got a credit score of 650 and his wife's 700. So now the 650 credit score might put us in a precarious situation, even with the home equity line, because the rate might be really, really yes. high with the 650. So if he really needs to do this, might have to do the first mortgage refinance the first mortgage because of the 650 credit score. And I did not ask if he was in a VA or an FHA loan right now because he may be in one of those government loans. And that might be, you know, and, it might, and that might be the way to go because of the 650 credit. Or we're also going to see maybe we can, you know, get his credit score higher. Maybe there's certain things that we could do. But that's a perfect example of right there that, yes, we're going to look at both items to see Every which way is the best available option it's not up to like it's not up to you to help you know you don't have to know all of this you know whatever your job is you are better at that than me if you if you know you repair air conditioning units you're a train conductor you're a teacher like i don't know how to do your job all power to you this is what we specialize in this is what we do we're going to calculate your blended rate we're going to figure out the best option for you moving forward because we do not want you or anybody to be in that position where the credit card bills coming in each month have a higher balance than the month that they did before. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people are falling into that hole. Um, yeah, but the, the last thing I want to say about this, which I, I guess I should have and I missed the point, he owes 190 but like most of you who are listening, his house is worth three fifty. He's got a hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of equity in his house, and a lot of you are sitting on a lot of equity in your house, and that equity may not be there next year at this time. I shouldn't say that. That, that you might not have as much equity next year at this time if the Federal Reserve gets what it wants. Yeah. So that's why I kind of got to stress, and let's end on this kind of got to stress right now that it may be the best opportunity right now for the foreseeable future for the foreseeable future to get the the the, the top value to, to get the most out of your house equity your house's equity i mean right barry now. a 30-year fixed with with good credit a 30-year fixed that had a lot, lot of equity in the property sure but eight eight point two seven four i locked yesterday a 30-year fixed Second mortgage. I mean, to me, that's great. It's a very unique product. Very few places offer it. You talk to your credit union, your bank, they're going to give you, you know, an adjustable rate that could, you know, spike up to 25%, you know, if, if, if given the whims of the market. This is another fixed rate product, so you're not subjecting yourself to anything risky, and it's a great way to consolidate that higher interest rate debt lower your overall monthly payments, and just make it through this winter. And, and by this winter, I literally mean this winter, but I mean maybe the next few years of economic winter because these are uncertain times. Um, I've never seen it before. Barry's never seen it before. Every scenario, every person is different. Click the link. Well, get mo most people your age have never seen... No interest rates. We only see we only see interest rate line goes down, stock market line goes up. Um, that's all we've seen. Uh, you know, if you're in your mid to mid thirties or younger. Um, so again, click that link.
because we are going to help you out if there's anything we possibly can do for you. Um, townstone.com, that link will take you straight. And we have all, I mean, we have a program where you don't even need to show any income um, as long as you have decent credit. And big uh, down a, payment. And a, and a big down payment. So if you're sitting there right now in a weird situation where you don't really have um, money to put down, um, we have this change. Uh, it's called Change Mortgage, I think is the name of it. Uh, and we haven't even done one. We've had it now for probably four or five months. And we've talked about it, but we haven't you know, been able to get one done, done there. Um, the limits right now on how much money you can make um, – for some of these programs have increased. Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae is trying to get home ownership up higher. Uh, obviously, we only have what our lenders have, but I mean, anything that's out there that we can possibly, I mean, we have still have the bank statement program um, for people who are self-employed, still able to do that. Um, just, you don't need a big down payment. FHA, we, I, I mean, I ran something through the other day at 580, I could not. I'm talking about low credit scores. I could not get it through at 580 because the the gentleman didn't have hardly any reserves. Um, but you know, some of these FHA scores are able to go under a little bit under 600 if you have, you know, I don't want to say significant compensating but factors. Compensating factors, which the main compensating factor is that you have asset you, reserves, you have assets, or, I mean, or 401k, IRAs. Or, or some kind of assets there. But the problem always exists that normally if you have a lower credit score, if you had all these reserves, you would have paid all your bills. Sure. So you wouldn't have a low credit score. But sometimes you have a low credit score because some, some, some one-time event happened in your life, and, and that's the reason. Um, but, you know, if you're the, looking to buy right now and, and you know, in any part uh, uh, of of the states that we're in, when, and we never really mentioned this, so we're... we're Illinois, in Illinois, Indiana... Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida. Well, any, anywhere in those areas, obviously, we can do the mortgage. Um, we'll run it through. And listen, if you're thinking that you want to buy and maybe you think your credit's not so good uh, or you don't have the down payment yet today, I mean, there's so many times that, you know, we'll start talking to you here in September. You actually do have a source of the down payment. You've got that 401K that you've been throwing money into each but paycheck let's say you, don't you can take have, a loan from. Let's say you don't even have the 401k and you want to start talking about it and you want to know, well, how much money would I need to save that next September to set a goal. that I'm going to go buy it? I mean, we start working with people and we have people right now that unfortunately been waiting over a year to buy something. Some, I've got sometimes people two years pre-qualified yes. since 2019 right. that have been sitting on the sidelines and they're kicking themselves. So that's a positive. So you haven't been buying because because housing prices were so high and maybe housing pi- prices are rolling over a little bit and you're able to buy something a little cheaper, which kind of makes up for the interest the rate. So interest that's, that's, that's the way to But it, it. The, again, the best thing is you don't need to know any of this stuff. All you need to know is how to use that, that clicker, <laughs> make clicker. a left, ma- a that mouse or, or, or that trackpad. That's click, what you used to transit TV set. Click the link. It's a free consultation. We will take care of you. Um, we have hundreds and thousands of clients that are happy with us. We would love to add you to that list. Because you're going to say we had hundreds of thousands of clients. That would have been great, but we don't have hundreds. Hundreds of thousands. and thousands. Yeah, thousands, yeah. Um, 
2002. Since 2002. Had no, very few of us have been here since then, and I, I think uh, there's going to be a shakeup over the, the next year well, or two. Well, yeah, and a lot of people are leaving we're the going to be, and we're not, not We are going to be standing here when the smoldering ashes clear. There's going to be Townstone Financial, and I hope you're walking through those ashes with us. Yeah, because def, uh, here, here's, here's the thing since 2002. Listen, we don't get paid unless we get a loan through. So if you start with us and you call us up that you have lower, you have you know, less than stellar credit, you don't have a huge down payment, you want to start saving the money, you need to figure out what debt you need to pay off in order to get something done, we'll start the process with you. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you're thinking, and where you're at today. And if we start the process now and it's going to take a year for you to get a 3.5% down payment or... Maybe you want to, the other thing, maybe you want to get a gift you know, from a family member. It may take you a while to do it, but listen, you know, we can keep talking to you every three to six months to tr- try to and work you And if you, you try that things. at another mortgage company or a big bank, every three to six months, you might just have another person that they're assigning you to because of those revolving doors. All right, let's get to work. All right. Click that link, everybody. Worst case, we don't do anything for you. Best case. We're changing your life. Have a great week.